going to finish off the sermon that I started two weeks ago. And um, it really shouldn't take long. New birth is a fascinating thing. Um, as many years as I've been dialoguing, if you will, with other men and women who have way more education than I do and have read a lot more and uh, I've gleaned a lot and the discussions are pretty amazing. Um, Sometimes they can be a little confusing and most of the conversations when they get to that level I would never address some of those subjects in front of new believers. It's just, it's sometimes a little overwhelming and a little too confusing. And sometimes even when you feel like, oh, wow, that is amazing. That is awful. What a concept. What a, what a great doctrine. What a, you know, and then it, it can be really exciting. It can be moving. And, and, and you just inspire you to share the gospel even more. And then sometimes it's like, why would I tell anybody about Jesus? <laughs> you know, <laughs> because it ends up so negative and so confusing. And and so it always brings me back to when I said yes to Jesus and not even understanding a thing about Atonement and propitiation and, you know, just, you know, post and pre and mid and any of that. I mean, just none of it. I had no idea, no clue, but I knew inside of my spirit and my soul that the God of the universe was dealing with me. And he was showing me who I was in comparison to perfection, who is his son Jesus. And it's like, wow. You don't have to explain that to me doctrinally. (laughs) I got it. But you know what accompanies that kind of conviction and that kind of even, and that's a word. I mean, I mean, (laughs) that you can get all, wow, what is conviction? Who does conviction? How many do you know? And you can go on and on. And it's very interesting, but the, the beauty of when the Holy Spirit confronts you, the Holy Spirit of God, is that there is hope there. There is hope there. And I'm sure there are many doctrines and many uh, studies and theological theses and everything written about all of that. But you can sense it in a moment. In a moment. You can sense it in Spanish, you can sense it in English, you can sense it in French, you can sense it in King James, you can sense it in the message. You can, it doesn't even matter because it's the Spirit of God. Amen? And God is a Spirit and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth, right? And the things of God are spiritually discerned. Now these are quotes from the Bible. Or paraphrases, paraphrase quotes, quotes. And so, 
my encouragement, bottom line today is that we get back to the basics. I don't want to discourage anyone from reading, quote, deep, unquote, books. I don't want to discourage anybody from doing that. I, I think it's wonderful. I think it's fantastic. It, will, it can stimulate your mind. But don't ever let your mind get cut loose from your soul and your spirit, which is wed with the Holy Spirit, which is that new creation inside of you, which can judge and can know what is really life and what is not life. Depend on that Holy Spirit within you to discern those things. The tickling of the mind results generally now, generally in pride. An encounter with the Holy Spirit of God will almost always result in humility. And so I am looking continuously in all of my dialogue and all of my visits to Master Builders conferences and all of my Andy Stanley's and all of my whatever's Derek Prince's, <laughs> C.S. Lewis's, St. Francis. I mean, you, you know, I'm just, I'm just naming the kind of the common, common ones, you know. I mean, like there are really like, there are volumes upon volumes upon volumes. And no one person could ever read them all. And then John Piper keeps writing more. <laughs> And probably that's why we're encouraged to allow the Holy Spirit and promise that he will lead us into all truth. Now, everybody understands that I'm not saying that stuff's bad or wrong, right? Wrong, right? (laughs) Well, a divine intellect. Um, (laughs) But you've got We have all got to, we need to, we must keep focused on the Savior. Amen? The one who took us from death and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son and the kingdom of light, right? That's where we have to stay rooted, right there. Go to Bible study. Have these discussions. Read these books. But keep Jesus in the center. Jesus on the cross, off the cross, ascended. Seated at, the right, seated at the right hand of God, the Father, ever making intercession for us. That guy. The truth. The one in whom we believe and are baptized. Amen? Critical. Very, very important. Now, I want to start to finish. <laughs> this is a weird day for this. What wins most people is not a doctrinal argument or a theological discussion where someone is convinced intellectually. It does happen. I think C.S. Lewis had somewhat of an experience that way. But I promise you, without the involvement of the Holy Spirit of God, it would not have happened. Now, 
What people see in you, how you handle situations, how you handle tribulation, how you handle the death of a friend, how you handle the birth of the child that you weren't expecting, how you handle tough financial straits. That speaks hugely to those who look on. Much more loudly than any book or doctrine. Are you with me? Because that's where the rubber meets the road. It's not just theory. It's reality. I see it. I see it in you. And so we're encouraged about our behavior. We are. Not our performance, but our behavior. Right? Not what we achieve, but how we act, how we respond. How we carry ourselves. What our attitudes are. You know, are we always negative? No, he speaks. Don't be negative all the time. Do you not? I thought you said you had hope in Jesus. I don't see hope in Jesus. I just see a smart aleck person. A sarcastic individual. I don't. And you can convince them with words, but you will never convince them because you're. And my actions don't reflect that. Now, do we make mistakes? Absolutely. Do I make mistakes? Absolutely. Kathy, don't tell them all. But are we quick to recognize when the Holy Spirit comes and convicts us, when our parents come and say, you know what, you did that wrong. And then they offer some suggestion. Can you say, yes, I did that wrong. I repent. Repent is a big deal in the kingdom of God, right? Change your way of thinking. Change the way you're looking at that. Admit. You know, agree with your adversary. Yes, I did. Because if you never admit that you messed up, then you can never get past that. Never, ever, ever. And until we believe that Jesus is going to take us in his arms and he's going to hold us and he's going to support us and he's going to love on us, we will never admit any wrong. But because he does love us, because we are safe in his arms, because he wraps his arms around us, he actually, he coddles us like a hen gathers her chicks. You mean God's a female chicken? No. But it doesn't bother him that he's likened to a chicken. He made him, yeah. Doug, that was profound. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's crazy. But do we admit our, our wrong? Do we, do we confess our faults one to another that we might be healed? Or do we just hold on to them and somehow, you know, justify our behaviors? And therefore get sicker and sicker. And say, oh, I'm a believer and I'm sicker. And I'm saying, oh, I oh, Jesus is one of these graces and get sicker. And sicker and sicker because we're not doing what he said to do to be healed. Are you with me? And so it's behaviors, it's behaviors that that say to the world that Jesus is real. And that he really does care. And that he offers us 
No charge to us except to <laughs> I love one of the one of the word, one of the uh, lines in the songs today was he invites us to come and die. It's like, yeah. Because of some stuff that we need to die to, because it's eaten our lunch. And it's, it's mercy that allows us to die to those things and come alive to the things that produce eternal life, right? And eternal hope. Um, and so, the challenge is, let's focus on what the letters from Paul and Peter and John and the words of Jesus as they're reported in the Gospels and in, and in other books. Let's take seriously the advice that he gives about how to live. About how to appropriate all that is God's for us. The inheritance that is ours. Right? And the inheritance that is his in us. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Now, and I want to bring up one before I get totally into it. It won't take long once I get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, the qualifications for an elder and for deacons. It's interesting that they're not about the things that Paul counted dung. Are you with me? They're not about all the great achievements that Paul made, right? About how he was respected and how knowledgeable he was and how, how zealous he was and all that kind of stuff. But the qualifications for elders and deacons are character issues. Do what? Family. Family. Yeah. Wife. How do you do, how do, you do with that? So it's about character. <clears throat> it's not about knowledge Except for the true knowledge, the true knowledge of Him. In other words, do you know Jesus? Not do you know about Jesus. Not can you take Jesus' life and cut it all up. Not can you take the uh, from the beginning time to the end of time. Can you figure out God's real purpose? Can you can you break it down? Can you? You know, and can you use all the correct nomenclature, you know, the historical theological nomenclature? Can you do that? I don't care if you can do that. But I do care is are you experiencing the manifestation of the character of Jesus Christ in your life? I'm past the halfway mark. Okay, just saying. Right? No, you don't think you're supposed to have <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, you're instilling hope in me. Um, <laughs> just kidding. And so, I hope that these scriptures that I'm going to share. On the top of uh, what I've been sharing the last couple of weeks about life change. Life change. Life change. Deep life change. Some of you were born again when you were really small. And so your life began to change at a very early age. And so you, you perhaps don't see how radical that change really is. 
Because you can't really remember what it was like not to have Jesus as Lord. Not to have the God of the the creator of the universe, the God who loves you, loving you and and protecting you and and guarding you and guiding you. And though the earth may tremble, though the oceans roar, you know. Uh, But it's still real. And when you see the struggles that other people deal with, when they don't depend on the Lord and they don't listen to these challenges to allow the character of Christ to be be developed in us. You know, and all the things about building His church and building our character anyway. So here we go. When the gospel of the kingdom is shared, when the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus is shared, when the gospel of the kingdom of Jesus and grace are shared, I don't really get how you divide it all up. I just don't. Sorry. I get a little excited. So I hear some of the nitpickiest stuff. I tell you. And if it doesn't, I don't mind nitpicking if it sets you free. But if it nitpicking just puts you in more bondage, then, then don't say the word. Um, then the heck with the nitpicking. Are you with me? It's the kingdom. It's his kingdom where he is king. And it is for the grace. And it is in heaven. And it is all those things. It's all of those things. Don't tear it up. Just let it be what it is. When the gospel of the kingdom is shared, it is heard and there is a response. Things happen in a person. This is what salvation is about. We experience a life change. And our life changes. We see those people who respond spending their time differently. Their priorities get turned around. From upside down to right side up. And they continued. This is a quote from from Acts 2. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Are we doing that? Are we doing that? Not for performance, but for the development of Jesus in us. Christ-likeness. Those who heard, and yes, I did notice that it said Apostles' Doctrine. Those who heard and believed behaved differently. Now all who believed were together, verse 44. Verse 46, so continuing daily with one accord. Critical. Jesus prayed one of his last things was, that they be one as we are one, Father. That they come to that unity. The unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. That's there. Guard it. Guard it. Guard it. John 17, 22 through 23. The glory which you have given me, Jesus is praying to the Father. I have given to them. That's you guys. That's me. That's us. That's us. That they may be one. Just as we are one in them, I in them, and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity. Not that they may figure it out. So that the world may know that you sent me. 
and love them even as you have loved me. That is our powerful witness to the reality of Christ in a human being. I have to admit personally that that's not always easy. Because most of the time, unity means some type of death to self. The right to be right is wrong. What? (laughs) For Kathy and me to stay in unity, most of the time, one of us or both of us has to back down. I don't care how you describe that. You may be right. I may be crazy, but it just may be a lunatic you're looking for. And so, Jesus did that. Was Jesus wrong? No. Jesus was perfect. But he took it. And didn't say a word. How many of you husbands can do that? How many of you wives can do that? How many of you parents can do that? How many of you children can do that? How many of you church members? We don't have membership, but I don't know. We might. Would do that. And the result of those behaviors is that the world may know that you sent me. That is that just boggles my mind. Surely there's got to be a more a difficult, complicated, complex formula for reaching the world for Jesus. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. That you may be perfect unity so the world may know that you sent me and loved them. How do they know that God loves them? Is that we are in unity and love them. Even as you have loved me. And you know what? That's not just for the preacher. Or the elder. Or the Sunday school teacher. It's for every believer. It's for every believer. No matter what age you are. Oh my goodness, I'm three minutes late. Alright, here's the admonition of Paul. Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. Wow. I'm going to read that one more time and then I'm probably not even going to finish this. Because that's enough. Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you 
How many of you remember the word implore? That's, a, that's a, an older word. Um, implore is like, man, it's more than begging. It's more than pleading. It's, 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 it's a deep, very strong request and encouragement, if you will. I implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, Showing tolerance. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, it's like, that's such a bad word to some people. Tolerance. Showing tolerance for one another in love. Being diligent. Being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You can't preserve something that doesn't already exist. The unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace were a gift to you and to the church when you were born again. When the church was created and when the church was created. Are you with me? And so we are to be diligent to preserve that. These are all character things. These are all behavioral practices. There is one body... One spirit, just as also you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. God. God who loves us. God who demonstrated your love to us by sending your only begotten Son to suffer our penalty so that we could be set free, that our sins could be forgiven and risen again, that we can have a new identity. A new DNA. A different set of priorities. A different kind of behavior. A different set of responses. Lord, we submit to your Lordship as you teach us how to be humble. How to serve. How to be tolerant of one another's (laughs) craziness. (laughs) Where people are not like us. God, bring us into a place of unity so that we would truly be an effective light on a hill. That we'd be effective salt in a world who is so hungry for life that is found only in you. And we thank you that you have provided everything that we need pertaining to this life and this godliness through Christ Jesus, our Lord, your Son. Amen and amen. If you have never encountered Jesus, you can believe and be saved. That's good news.
You can find hope. You can find identity. You can find peace. Don't leave this room if you haven't found that. Don't leave this room without going over here and talking to some of these folks that are going to be over here that will share with you Jesus, that will attempt to answer some of your questions. If you need prayer, if you came needing prayer, please avail yourself of that opportunity for prayer. If you would like to stay in fellowship, I encourage that over here in this section here. Uh, Thank you for all for being here, and God bless you. Encourage these people that were baptized today and those who made promises for dedication. God bless you. Don't forget, love one another.